0: Avengers! Welcome to the Adventure Geeks Podcast. This is one of your hosts, Eric. Little right? And we are going to have Ian join eventually whenever he's available, so he might pop in whenever. (laughs) Um, First couple of housekeeping things, we are um, continuing with our YouTube page, should have at least one video up by the end of the weekend. Uh, I know there's an introduction video that I posted uh, on Friday, so check that out, but This week's episode, we're going to be talking about uh, Last of Us, episodes five and six. And then we're going to cover the Ant-Man trilogy since Quantumania came out, what, two weeks ago now? Yeah, has it really been two weeks? I think so. And and it is very divisive. Um, I know most of the fans like it and the critics just bombed the scoring, which, I mean, unfortunately is kind of common now, but um, it's definitely a different um, different feel for five, Phase 5. So we'll get into that towards the end here. So we'll start off with Episode 5 of The Last of Us, which is titled Endure and Survive. I got to think a minute. uh brings me back a couple weeks of what it was about but um this is following joel and ellie being um confronted by a man and his son um they they wake up at the end of episode four and there's a gun pointed at ellie so um we open up with this episode Basically covering who this individual is and why he's actually wanted in Kansas City by this mysterious group of I don't know outlaws bandits I don't uh, know really what to call them Yeah
1: I don't know there was uh there wasn't really any kind of term for him
2: No like it wasn't
1: even like outlaws or bandits it was just like people who overthrew the FEDRA. Yeah like and, yeah. I guess a resistance or something I don't know.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a resistance of some sort. Um, They don't really have a name for it. Um, This episode was decent. Um, I don't really think that it meets the level of the previous episodes, but it's still a pretty decent episode. Um, We get into a little bit of who Kathleen is and a little bit of what the group is. and Kathleen is played by Melanie Linsky, who... um, (coughs) I know her from Two and a Half Men way back in the day. But it kind of follows the backstory of them, Sam, and his father, what is it, Max?
1: Uh, Max? No. Henry. Henry. Yeah, Henry. Well, I think they're brothers. They're not.
0: Oh, okay. I couldn't tell because they, okay.
1: In the game, because I played that after this episode was done. Because I'm still doing my uh, once the episode's done, I play through the chapter.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, except it's kind of funny because when I was doing it after uh, this last week's episode, yeah, I couldn't do it because I have to finish the campaign before I play the DLC. Because this episode was based off the DLC.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So
1: it's, the DLC is locked until I finish the campaign. So I was like, oh, this kind of sucks, but.
0: Yeah, that's, that's <clears throat> interesting. I, I mean, I don't remember the game too, too much other than the main points. But, um, yeah, it, it follows and Sam, and Sam is deaf, so they communicate through sign language. Um, and it follows how Henry was escaping this – I don't know, revolutionary group, I still don't know what to call them, and how that group is is kind of after the two of them, even though um, what they're searching for is actually done by Joel and Ellie because they had killed a couple of the members of that group in the previous episode. This one definitely has uh, an heart, a heartbreaking ending, and it, 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 it does have a good message of um ellie being able to finally make a friend joel trying to learn how to um trust people i don't know overall it's good it's just not as good as the previous three
1: yeah i think i think it was a pretty solid episode again um I definitely. I mean, after playing the chapter, after watching this, it kind of like there's a lot of like parallels, obviously, but like in the game, it's just a bunch of bandits who are trying to kill you. Mm -hmm. Like instead of like this being a like resistance movement, and I guess I kind of understand the point of using, you know, like a resistant movie over bandits because in the game you're obviously ducking and dodging the bandits and right. in, the, in the show, it makes more sense to use like an actual group of people who are trying to come after you. Mm-hmm. Um, I did think it was a little, uh, they didn't really explain the whole like thing, but it's behind Henry and Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it felt a little confusing i
0: guess yeah the the characters in this episode i don't think were really well um explained or fleshed out i mean even kathleen um in like the last episode you it kind of makes you think that she's gonna be a major player only for her to get killed by the end of the episode so uh yeah, this one felt like uh, an out of place episode for me, in the sense that the characters were rushed into introduction and didn't get a whole lot of backstory behind them.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's why it could have. It definitely could have. I don't know. I know they're trying to keep this season like close and like small episode wise, but I feel like it definitely could have been better if it was a little longer. Like, maybe you spent, like, three, three episodes on these. Yeah. Really. I would
2: agree.
0: Um,
1: yeah. But, I mean, I think overall they, they did a good job explaining Henry and Sam. I think it was a cool technique um, making uh, Sam uh, deaf, because in the game he's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I just think overall, it was, I mean, it was a solid episode, and then I I really liked the part when they were uh, going through the uh, abandoned tunnels, and then they find that um, kind of like a bunker thing. Mm -hmm. Because I was, when I was playing that through the game, uh, like, that's kind of how they are trying to escape the bandits in the game. They, They find this underground bunker. But the variation between that is that <clears throat> everyone in the bunker turned into uh, cookers and um, infected, mm-hmm. whereas in this one, they kind of just didn't show them. Yeah. But, I mean, I also think that's different between, like, a game narrative and a TV show narrative. So, right. I mean, I understand why they didn't do that. But it was still a little more interesting in the game because – you're walking around, you're seeing letters of what happened to everyone, and you're encountering even, like, like, children infected, and
0: yeah, and then a little
1: more intense, I think, but I mean, you can't really convey that between show to game.
0: Right, and and it's interesting, too, the difference between the TV show and the game, in the sense that you know, you can't really jam-pack too many, like, villains or antagonists for the protagonist to battle because then it takes away from the story in a, in a TV show while in a game, it doesn't really make a difference because it's filling in the gap between cut scenes and yeah. in, in different story points in a video game. So it makes a lot more sense. Although I will say, what is it? The tank? It's not, it is. Is it a boomer that they introduced? I don't, I didn't yeah. think it was a boomer, but yeah, um, Thing looks pretty yeah, yeah they did a really good job, really with, good the, job.
1: Uh, with the design on it
0: <clears throat> i was surprised that um i mean they kind of got away relatively quick though but i mean i i kind of understand why they made that choice too because joel and ellie aren't like too well packed to fight so they really have to go about the uh the stealth style gameplay that's in the game
1: yeah um and i think like because even after playing through uh the the chapter um they did a uh a good job of you know they're trying to get through that like little i don't know i'm just gonna call it a car town (laughs) (laughs)
2: because it's pretty much
1: just like a bunch of abandoned cars but yeah um, like I definitely think the fact that they uh, <clears throat> they kind of had like the sniper guy as like uh, a spotter to warn the resistance that they were coming, yeah, was a good idea. And after playing through that level in the game, uh, it's actually like not even like a regular kind of sniper like Joel has. It's like one of those like military ones that like shoots through, like, a tank or something. Mm -hmm. So, like, after, like, playing through that and after watching uh, that part of the show, I think they did a pretty good job with it, but I definitely think it was a good uh, direction with how they did everything. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely like the fact that they finally brought brought a bloater in. And even, I think I sent it to you, the, uh, when the bloater catches you in the game, it has an animation where it, like, rips apart your head. And Mm -hmm. they They didn't show that, but they, like, kind of zoomed away from it happening to, uh, what's his name? Perry.
0: Yep. Um. Which I think is another kind of wasted character, because I think they introduced enough in the previous episode for there to be an allure to him. Just because he was, like, the military guy, but has a little bit more morals than his boss. Yeah. So I would have liked to have seen a little bit more with him, but.
1: Yeah, and I mean, when it comes to, like, I don't know, just between, like, game narrative and story narrative, it makes sense. Yeah. But it just definitely, it definitely felt like it could have been fleshed out with, like, another, uh, Mm -hmm. another episode. Yeah. Which kind of, like, makes me think a lot, because, like, you know, I wonder if, if they had added, like, maybe a couple more episodes, could they have fleshed it out a little more? Mm -hmm. I mean, I know this was not necessarily, like, rushed into production, you know what I mean? But, like, Mm -hmm. at the same time, I feel like they're just trying to get through uh, this story, like, fast. And, I mean, as, as a game, it plays very, very... Not slow, but, you know, you take your time with it. You enjoy it. Yeah. But with this one, it's kind of like, I feel like they're just just plowing through. And it's not like it takes away from the magic of it. Because they're doing a really good job with um, the story and how it's, you know, being portrayed. But it just, mm-hmm. it just feels different, you know?
0: Yeah. And <clears throat> it is, like, one of those, like, okay... If we do, to what purpose would we expand them into two to three episodes? Because The Last of Us as a plot as a whole, it's very, like, episodic. And I think that's why it's been so so fantastic as a show. Because it really is, like, each chapter kind of has its own little plot. And the overall plot of the entire story is... um, just to survive and to get her to to see if they can find a cure. Because, like, if you do spend, like, two to three episodes on Kathleen and this little group, they're only going to be expendable anyway. Yeah. So it, it is kind of tricky in the, in the sense that Last of Us as a whole is got a very vague overall plot and the chapters are very specific in their plot and how Joel and Ellie and whoever's with them at the time gets through their conflict or their obstacle.
1: Yeah, and I mean, <clears throat> I definitely agree with that because, like, I don't know. I, I kind of, like, like, it's like you said earlier. Like, they kind of wasted that, mm-hmm. uh, that character, you know? Right. Um, but anyways, yeah, well, let's, uh, let's talk about the end of the episode.
0: Oh, yeah. So Ellie is talking with, well, I think she's like coloring with Sam, right?
1: Yeah, she's coloring with him.
0: And they, um, find out that Sam got bit in that final confrontation to escape. And Ellie tries to comfort him by saying that her blood is, like, got healing properties and that he'll survive the bite. So she, I think, what, cuts herself and puts a little bit of blood on his wound to make him feel comforted. And then, of course, they wake up in the morning and Sam ends up being infected and attacks Ellie. And then you have a confrontation between Joel henry and the other two in this like struggle to see okay who's gonna kill him who kid and henry ends up doing it and shooting his brother and then himself which is probably i think one of the toughest ends to an episode yet um with how intense and kind of traumatic that ending was yeah
1: it definitely was like you could I mean, even after, uh, after playing that in the game, like I, I, it just brought me back to how I felt when I first saw it.
0: Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> it um, was, it definitely had a lot of shock value. Yeah. And definitely not meant for sensitive viewers.
1: <laughs> and it, it kind of like, you know, it's, it, it, I know I said it like brought back a lot from the game but at the same time like I did like how they kind of put like their own little you know twist on it mm-hmm. you know cause like essentially they <clears throat> right so Henry, at, Henry shoots Sam and then he goes what have I done and then he just shoots himself mm-hmm. whereas like in the game uh It's almost, like, the same way it happens, but, like, Ellie doesn't put her blood on Sam. He just gets reveals he got, or he doesn't even reveal he got bitten. Yeah. So, like, I think it's kind of interesting that they switch from that deviation.
0: Yeah, and, and it shows a little more humanity into Ellie and how, even though she's a lot of the time brash and... I don't want to say confrontational, but um, not so much a positive and upbeat person showing that she does have an emotional and vulnerable side too, and also a caring side into a younger individual who was scared. Yeah it's it's very it's a lot of layers that they're adding to Ellie. I think that was a little absent in the game. And I think um, Bella Ramsey's been doing such a fantastic job of showing the added layers.
1: Oh yeah, she really has. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I also did uh, the watching the like uh, little behind the scenes thing. Uh, it, it was interesting that um, that they were uh, doing a lot of uh, like actual sign language with everyone. Like everyone mm-hmm. was actually learning it.
0: That's a nice little touch.
1: Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Like, um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I, I definitely think it was a good, solid episode. I mean, yeah. there's a few parts where I think it could have been a couple, uh, you know, more added episode, not episodes, but like even like stretch it out a little longer because.
0: Yeah, just to give know. a little bit more backstory to some of those characters. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that this episode might be, like, one of my lower favorite episodes, but that doesn't mean that it was a bad episode. It's just all the other episodes have been just so good. Um, yeah. And I think it's only because they introduced all these characters and couldn't do too much with them.
1: Yeah, it almost, I mean, it almost kind of felt a little jam-packed, like, character-wise.
0: Yeah. Hmm. But again, Last of Us has done a really fantastic job so far of introducing these characters that we know are going to be expendable and giving them a little bit of an impact on the story. Yeah. So, sit. This aired on the nineteenth of February. I know we were a little bit behind, but um, this also felt really. Different. Hello, Ian. Can you hear us?
3: Yeah. Can you guys hear me?
0: Yep. Welcome. Welcome. Jeez. So we're we're uh, we're covering episode six right now.
1: Of okay. The last
0: of us. Okay. Um, we just covered episode five, so we're on to six now. So this, in my opinion, felt like a. Like a very different episode, almost along the lines of the um, the Bill episode, where it doesn't really deal with the infected at all, and it's yeah. very much like a human episode, um, and follows how <laughs> Ellie, Ellie and Joel finally meet up with Tommy in I want to say what is it Wisconsin? Yeah, yep.
1: and it's uh it's weird because like I was trying to. <laughs> the the time frame in the game because in the show it's like three months after that after the last episode and Mm -hmm. i don't remember what the time frame was in the game because it almost felt like it just like carried on you know what i mean yeah but i mean that's the whole thing about uh linear between tv show and game anyways
0: yeah and um it totally makes sense too that there is no infected in this episode because it is in a cold region of the United States where we wouldn't think that mushrooms or fungi would be able to survive anyway. Um, definitely a, a a heavy emphasis on Tommy and Joel and their relationship and how Tommy has kind of settled in, um, has been wanting to start a family breaks the news to Joel that he is going to be starting a family in their own. They're kind of in their own, uh, little sanctuary out in Wisconsin. Um, I was waiting for the shoe to drop in this episode. Like things are going a little bit too well, like what's going to happen, but (laughs) surprisingly, um, the only tension that happens is between Joel and Tommy, the battle of how far he wants to be taking Ellie. And, and he kind of spends this episode going back and forth with himself about, do I really want to to take Ellie all the way there? And what does Ellie truly mean to him? I think it's a very good emotional human episode for Joel and Pedro Pascal. So I, I think... I can-
1: yeah, I think it was, <clears throat> it was really good, like, the way, I mean, even when they portrayed Joel having his panic attacks, too, like, mm-hmm. especially the first time when he, he finds out that Tommy might be dead from those uh, people, um, forgot their names.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't remember either. Yeah,
1: when they me. first get to Wyoming, I forget, yeah, I forgot their names, though, but. And then, uh, even when they they like reunite with Tommy, and you know he has that conversation with them, uh, I think they did a good job fleshing out Maria as a character too. Um, like especially the part where you know her her and Ellie what are they what are they doing I can't remember she's talking to Ellie but is that the part where like they cut her hair so that way she doesn't get, like, her hair cut or something like that.
0: Yeah, Um, yep, yep, yep. And she's not used to having a haircut either.
1: Yeah, so, like, I think that was a really good part, like, especially with uh, fellow Ramsey's acting. But even, like, the part where Maria's telling her, you know, oh, Joel's dangerous, and then she's like, yeah, but Tommy's dangerous too. Like, it was pretty interesting how she kind of came straight to, you know, Joel's defense.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and then even her learning about you know joel's daughter and um his past and you know to the fact where you know tommy is telling joel that Maria's pregnant and then he ends up having another panic attack seeing visions mm-hmm. of sarah again
2: yeah
1: which like i mean they don't really explain like if that's happened to him before you know what i mean mm-hmm. but like i think i think especially in this episode with him seeing Tommy and realizing what he means to Ellie is just changing his entire character and his entire personality in a whole.
0: Yeah, it, it's showing that he's starting to become vulnerable again and he's battling the, the, his past and trying to accept yet another young girl into his life. Um in battling the trauma that he still hasn't gone through all the way. Uh it's very fascinating and the the acting in this episode is just top notch.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Ian thoughts on this this part of the episode.
3: Nah, kind of agree with what you guys said. Um I mean it's hard to lose a kid and I can understand why Joel wouldn't maybe even as he's growing closer to Ellie, he probably doesn't want to go through the same trauma he did when he lost his uh, daughter, Sarah, back in the first episode. Mm-hmm. I would probably do the same thing. I mean, it'd be a lot of uh, conflict with myself. Yeah. Because
0: but- he doesn't want to get hurt again. And, and what was really fascinating about this episode, too, is, you know, the tension's always there, but there's it kind of ebbs and waves between like the emotional depth of each character and then of course the the guarded the guarded aspect of all of yep. the, all of the characters involved.
3: Well oh, no, I mean think about it it's been what 20 years since the outbreak started in episode 6 20 plus uh, while like the threat of the uh, infector is still real everyone's kind of not grown used to it but are adaptive enough to the environment so they can you don't have to I mean, you're going to be on edge, but it allows you to, you know, it's, you've grown used to having to just um, be aware of your surroundings, which allows, allows Pete, allows like, at least allows like the story to focus on other aspects of like human life, like Mm -hmm. Joel and Ellie, Joel and Tommy and all that. Uh, It's kind of like how I, not trying to compare it to The Walking Dead, but to me, it was like as like the show went on longer, you focus less on the infected because it was, Mm-hmm. Pretty much everyone is used to having the idea of like zombies in the world now for better or for worse and now you can focus on other stuff about like human drama and all that yeah well
0: in what's fascinating about the focus on the characters they chose to focus on mm-hmm. in this episode is most of their travesty and turning points have not been because of the infected but because of other people yeah because of course you have Joel who lost his daughter to um the fedra guard
3: yep and
0: and then tommy and maria's struggles have been mostly dealing with um fedra and and the other bandits that are around Mm -hmm. and of course ellie's a bit of both but most of most of the conflicts with these individuals are are because of the people and i think most of the last of us kind of um explains that Wow, Mm -hmm. like you have The Infected as like the overall like Kickstarter to the plot and has turned this world against each other. But the enemy and the antagonist that's right up front is not The Infected. It's other individuals trying to survive.
3: Could you guys be worried that this, I mean, and if they follow the video game, pretty well great but could you be worried that we might be falling into the walking dead phenomenon where every season the group goes to a new sanctuary find new bad guys have to leave the sanctuary and so on and so forth
0: see i i think where this differs a lot from the walking dead and and me and ray talked about this a little bit when we were discussing the previous episode yeah the unique part about the last of us right is, of mm-hmm. course, the overall plot is to survive.
2: Yeah.
0: Right? And each episode kind of has <clears throat> its own plot that it focuses on. But with The Last of Us, the overall plot other than to survive is really Ellie getting to the hospital yeah. to find the cure. Which, in The Walking Dead, that overall plot and in that overall, like, movement forward from one season to the next is not there in the walking dead. It very much is like, here's the plot of season one and what we're going to do with it. Then we move on to season two, Mm -hmm. three, four, five, six, and they come up with a new human antagonist every season. Last of us, I think is different because you have that overall plot from the video game that very much is the center focus uh, overall. And the journey is what each episode is showing. Mm. Uh, That's That's I mean, I do think that The Last of Us introduces quite a few human antagonists, I dive too much into it. Um, but I understand that you can't really spend a lot of time on these antagonists because you really do have to follow the plot and what the overall goal is. And true. And because with Joel and Ellie's journey constantly moving, the likelihood that an antagonist would follow them very far to go after them is pretty, pretty slim to none.
3: I like that. I just, I mean, to me, a good TV series should be five to seven seasons long, honestly. Um, only because that way you can develop the characters you got enough time to complete story arcs I feel that after I mean some 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 shows can do it like uh, law and order was on for 20 25 years right mm-hmm. but they were able to bring in fresh material fresh characters and all that that kept you, that kept you engaged I, don't know, I always worry that um, the longer a series goes on the more watered out it becomes
0: right and I agree and I think I think the reason why Last of Us is going to work is because you're not going to get that number of seasons. I truly think that this show is probably going to end up being two, maybe three seasons. Okay. Because they already came out and said that the entire story was going to be based on just the two video games. <clears> okay, <throat> <clears throat> That's good. Any thoughts on that, Ray?
1: Um, I mean, I, I guess it's the right amount. I mm-hmm. definitely don't see a problem with that. I just... It's definitely, I I think like Ian was saying, there's a there's a worry that if it goes too long, it's going to get into that same kind of rut. But I think even when uh, when this first started, I think their their thought process was this is only going to be like like two three seasons, mm-hmm. so that way I'm, it doesn't get into that same kind of rut. You know,
3: I'm I'm you know? just hoping that the the powers that be, Ray and Eric make it stay that way. Not like three seasons down the line, someone's going to say, hey, we can make more money by creating a completely new, a completely new series out of this and killing right. everybody. Yeah. But, see,
1: that, but see, that's the thing. It's, I mean, they pretty much already made their money with the game. You know? Yeah. And the game's been out for how long now? Like, you know, between the game being out, like, I personally don't think there's really not too much to make like, monetary-wise with this. I mean, besides, like, you know, the few extra, like, I don't know, Funko Pops or action figures or whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, monetary-wise, there's not too much money to be made from this.
2: True. I mean, Just not, from-
1: like, not like The Walking Dead when that first came out and it was still in issues and still yeah coming out in, you know, graphic novels and omnibuses and everything, this is pretty much just cut and dry. This has already been out. It's already been done, and they're not deviating too far away from the storyline.
0: Right, and and you also have to think uh, Last of Us probably is a lot more expensive to make than The Walking Dead because of the amount of special effects mixed with the practical effects. From my understanding, I think The Walking Dead is mostly practical effects, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Uh, maybe.
3: Props and all that, and costumes. Have to look that up? Makeup. Walking Dead budget.
1: I mean, yeah, I think it's probably more or less. I would say.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, Walking Dead's from AMC, so that's a t- that's like a television station, and H- Last of Us from HBO, HBO, and that's uh. I like to say it's got it's got more of a budget than AMC would. I mm-hmm. mean, I would
1: definitely think HBO has a lot more yeah. of a budget. Yeah. In, in my opinion, but I mean, when it comes to like uh you know, when it comes to this, it's kind of like they they they're set with what they're doing. It's like um it's like what uh this guy did with uh Chernobyl, like it was just one season yeah. and that's all he wanted it to be.
3: That was a really good series, too, Mm -hmm. Chernobyl.
1: Yeah, I have to watch it, but I feel like I'm going to be too bored by it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I was good when I was watching it.
0: (laughs) Well, in in going back to it, too, you have to think of, like, the actors that are involved in this, too. Like, Pedro Pascal is a hot commodity right now. And Bella Ramsey is an up-and-coming star who's already had quite the uh, repertoire under her belt already. So. I don't foresee them signing a contract for, uh, five, six, seven seasons either. Yeah, they'll unwind other things. Because for a while, the Walking Dead cast all—all all they really—all I ever really saw them in was the Walking Dead for a while. I mean, the—the the exception would probably be Norman Reedus, but
1: and Jeffrey D. Morgan, but yeah, after he got you know caught up in the show, he was in there for a long time. His
3: redemption arc.
1: See that's what I that's what I think and like I think we were talking about this one time where like when they're you know when they're stuck in these roles like these guys are pretty much like you know they're stuck there's nothing they can yeah. do you know like they're they're missing out on you know could be other potential you know career changing roles but, movie
3: deals and all that
0: yeah yep i i would agree um finishing up with this episode though joel finally decides you know what i'm gonna take ellie and continue the journey rather than tommy tommy sends them out with some supplies and then they head out for the rest of their journey that'll continue in the next oh no i'm sorry I rushed things. I completely forgot they ended up going to – what university is that? Oh, I can't remember.
3: Point Place, Wisconsin.
0: Uh, I don't remember. Um, Was it – it wasn't Colorado, right?
1: Boulder? I don't think – well, in the game, I think it was –
2: Uh, Hello.
1: Oh, no, it is, it is the University of Eastern
0: Colorado. Okay. So they end up going to the, the, the university to <laughs> find the fireflies and they get there and the university is pretty vacant. And all they really see are zoo animals that have escaped until a couple of, I want to say, poachers come around. Mm-hmm. And end up stabbing Joel. Elias, es- Ellie escapes with <coughs> Joel on the horseback, and the episode ends with Joel kind of bleeding out. Which I I do remember this in the episode I could or in the game, but I could only imagine what people think that didn't play the game already. Oh yeah, I'm I'm super excited for the next episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and it, it it seems like the the episodes right now really are designed to have that cliffhanger at the end of every single episode.
2: That's what you got to do
3: to get people to watch the next episode.
0: Yeah, and I and I think. I think every episode really has ended with either a character dying or a character in serious injury, if I remember correctly.
1: Uh, Are you talking about, like, the game or the show? The show. Uh,
0: Maybe. Was there an episode that didn't end with somebody dying? I don't remember now.
2: (laughs) Test episode (laughs) 2.
0: I don't think so because episode one was Sarah episode two was Mm -hmm. Tess episode three was um Bill and um I always forget the other one's name yeah what's that guy's name Frank. Frank Frank episode four what episode what happened in episode four Well, maybe maybe episode four was the only one because that was the one where they run into um, the the oh, Kathleen's it. people mm-hmm. yeah um, and then they wake up with Henry and Sam then episode five was Henry and Sam and then this episode was Joel bleeding out so I guess there's only one episode that didn't end with somebody <laughs> dying. <laughs> But again, another another great episode. I mean, not much to complain about in this one. Um, yeah, Eagle, no, this
1: one was another pretty solid one, especially with. Uh, I think they did a really good job with like all the acting.
0: Yep, I think there's a lot of award-winning performances in this episode.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I definitely agree with that.
0: Um, especially seeing Pedro Pascal break down to Tommy yeah. about what was going on, because you can see like the buildup and all that stuff he's bottled up and all of a sudden he lets go. And it's just, oh, it's such a deep and emotional scene.
1: Yeah. He, 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 does a really good job. Even just playing Joel, like.
0: Yeah. And, and then of course, Ellie, like overhearing the conversation about him not wanting to take Ellie anymore and her backlashing that. And, and being like, nope, I don't trust anybody but you. Like, mm-hmm. you're just gonna leave me. You're just gonna abandon me, just like everybody else. And then, of course, we see that come full circle. It's just, oh, it's the 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 relationships are top tier. I think in the show.
1: Yeah, even like uh, <clears throat> even like playing those parts in the game, like just like they they brought everything that was felt in the game. To the forefront of this show, and I think even like I have my doubts about you know the casting, like when they first announced it, Mm -hmm. but I think overall they did a really good job, like with um the casting choice, even just down to like uh like Tommy,
2: like Mm -hmm.
1: even the guys coming in the next episode, too. Like,
0: (sighs) yeah, agreed. Yeah, it's 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 increasingly becoming like a top tier show that like everybody needs to watch. It's definitely standing out in a genre that's very, very jam packed with shows and movies.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No,
0: absolutely. Um, I did I did get bamboozled though because I was trying to think of in the game when the giraffe scene up happened and I was like waiting for it in this episode (laughs) and i was about ready to cry a little bit and then it didn't happen (laughs) and then it didn't happen
1: yeah same because that was uh like even just playing the game that was a pretty poignant part of the game
0: yeah but i wonder if they're saving that for a different episode
1: uh i mean maybe I, i would think so but I mean that was that was still such a huge part of the game.
0: Yeah, it really was. But any last thoughts on these two episodes, gentlemen?
3: Hmm. Can't um, wait for episode seven.
0: I'm still, still really enjoying the show. I'm I'm excited to see the next episode. I think it's a, it's it's it, it's meeting my expectation that it's going to be show of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Okay so our our main uh, our, our last topic is going to be Ant-Man trilogy um, in in kind of celebration of Quantumania coming out a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. um, before we get started overall thoughts on the trilogy as a whole
3: Let's start with you Ian I mean I've always enjoyed Paul Rudd. Uh, nice to see him going from a comedian to an action star. I can't tell you if this is my favorite trilogy out of uh, the MCU. I think that still ties with uh, the Avengers and uh, the Captain America series. personally. Okay. I mean, it was good overall. I wanted to say it was, you know a blast i i mean i enjoyed uh, michael douglas and michelle pfeiffer mm. especially in quantum mania uh, i think they were the selling points of that movie for me
0: okay. okay ray uh
1: did you say it was on par with the captain america trilogy
3: no, 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 no. I said I wouldn't consider it on par with uh, Captain America. Or... Oh,
1: okay. I was like, I
0: was, I tuned out for
3: one second. I was like, <laughs> yeah, really we, wrong on that one. we were going to be going to war in this in a minute. If I said Ant Man was better than Captain America. We definitely would have gone to war over this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I think it was solid, um, enjoyable. It was enjoy. It was enjoyable. I mean, granted, I had to. So, when Quantum Mania came out, uh, I ended up re-watching the first two.
3: Yep. Um,
1: after we went and saw it on what was it Saturday, Ian?
3: It was Saturday. Yeah, I think last last Saturday. Yeah. Good. So
1: I ended up <clears throat> watching it, watching the first two after we saw the, the third one, and I think overall it it's a solid trilogy it's not great it's not bad i think there's a lot of parts of it me personally i think could have done better Mm
2: -hmm.
1: i mean i think overall like so i mean well before we before we get into each one because i i think we should talk about each movie real quick before the third one
0: but what did you think eric so, as a whole, I think it's a very lopsided trilogy. However, I do look back at the character development for Scott and some of the other characters. And I actually do think that Scott Lang Ant-Man does have a really good character arc. Mm-hmm. Um, in the yeah. sense that he is what he thinks is a pretty lame superhero power power set amongst gods and other beings in the overall story of the MCU and I do think one of the highlights for both Ant-Man and then Quantum Manium was him coming to terms with where his his spot is in that whole MCU and how he kind of has built more not so much responsibility but more of an impact on the entire universe um, and then, of course, him at the end of Mania, really grasping what that means and what the consequences are for the things that he's done. Um, um, I think as far as villains go, I think villains are kind of all over the place. I don't think Wasp has been given a whole lot of...
2: She's just there.
0: She's kind of just there in the second two movies. Like there, she I liked her presence in the first Ant-Man, but the second two movies, I wasn't a huge fan. Um, I find the middle movie... I mean, we'll get into it, but the middle movie doesn't do much for me. Uh, but uh, as I keep thinking about it, I might like Quantumania a little bit more than I let on, but I also still might be disagreeing with some other people's opinions on this one.
3: <laughs> oh, without Scott Lang and Ant-Man, and there wouldn't have been a endgame because he was the reason that they said you right. could use the world to go back in time and fix everything.
0: Right, and and I understand that they used him for that, but at the same time, I was like, well, it. I mean, you could have put almost any character into that in that little um, – plot device but
3: yeah but Eric uh, Doc Brown is too old so we couldn't use a Back to the Future remote yeah, that's, that's so. true great Scott
0: although I don't know although um, Hank Pym's getting up there
3: <laughs> yeah Michael Douglas
0: yeah he's
3: getting up there uh,
0: why don't we start with the first Ant-Man though uh, I do think Ant-Man 1 was a really good Breath of fresh air that I did not expect to do as well as it did. Um, I actually really enjoyed the tone of the movie, um, which is saying a lot because I'm overall not really a fan of the MCU humor. Um, and then having Yellow Jacket as the villain, I thought he he did a he was a pretty good villain. I mean, a lot of the early problems I had with the MCU was the first movie of. The superheroes trilogy was literally like their origin story, and they were pitted against a carbon the, copy. Yeah, the carbon copy of it, and I mean, this yeah. does the this does that a little bit, but in more in the sense of a heist film, which I thought was a a, a interesting take on a, a
3: superhero movie. Uh, to be honest, guys, when Ant Man first came to the MCU, the only thing I remember him from the comics was that he was a domestic abuser <laughs> with a uh, wasp. Hmm. The the only thing I knew
0: about Ant Man and this is more Hank Pym was that he was the one who created Ultron.
3: Back in the comics, yeah, it wasn't yeah. Uh, yeah, just um. Really? President, bring that in. And this was I, I forgot what
0: phase the first Ant Man was this because this was back in
3: 2014 what uh yeah. it came out after Warner soldier cuz it had falcon in it it came out before uh, it's
1: the uh, it's the world. final film of phase 2 there you
3: okay. go
1: um yeah i think i, I still think the first ant-man is a solid movie um <clears throat> i think it doesn't lean on the humor too heavily mm mm-hmm. mhm and I definitely think it did a good job uh, taking advantage of all of the uh, um, cool, you know, uh, shrinking and growing aspects of it. Mm-hmm. Especially like that first scene where, you know, he first steals the suit and he doesn't know that like what it does. Yeah. When he... Mm-hmm like, he's in the bathtub and he, he ends up going down, I can't remember, I think he ends up going down the drain or something like that, <laughs> but, like, the fact that they did a really <clears throat> good job with, you know, the shrinking technology was was really good. Um, I think, I mean, I, I definitely think it's, I still think it's a solid movie. It still holds up pretty good. Um, even after rewatching it, like, X amount of years later now. Yeah. Um, and I, I definitely think you know uh using using yellow jacket as like a separate villain is a good idea because in the comics um hank basically creates the yellow jacket persona after like he kind of goes a little crazy and you know the so in the comics like this new hero jumps on the scene called yellow jacket and he says that he killed ant-man and you know janet's a wreck because she's like I don't know who this guy is, and mm-hmm. it was eventually a way to replace Ant Man as Yellow Jacket. Um, but yeah. it, he was a little more of a like, not like bipolar, but he was he was a little more of a, a more aggressive personality of Hanks.
2: Mm-hmm. Just, it's like, think, in D- well, was just
3: like in like in DC where Bruce Wayne was out of commission for a little bit after Bane broke his back. He had another Batman. Oh, what was it? As And he was more aggressive, more uh, violent than uh Batman was.
1: Uh yeah, I mean kinda of. well this was Hank with like almost dual personalities though. Yeah, I gotcha. This wasn't this wasn't like a whole new person. Um but I think even using Darren as like a even like the whole like corporate aspect of like, you know, them them pushing Pim out of his company and mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> I think I think it definitely was still holds up good, um, especially the the parts where you know they're training Scott how to uh use the suit,
0: right? Know? And and one thing they did really well with Ant Man too is it's not an individual that happens upon superpowers and then all of a sudden he's important. Scott in general has a pretty good skill set with being a thief before he even gets superpowers and yeah. then once he gets the superpowers he just uses those powers to enhance his his thieving skills in the first movie.
1: Yeah, and and touching upon that like when they I think it was a cool little tie-in with you know the especially after Age of Ultron with the new Avengers headquarters where he goes there to try to i think he's he's what he's like what stealing more pin particles or something like that yeah Yeah. pin particles yeah he ends up uh fighting the falcon which i think that whole sequence is really good too because like you know no one knows who it's funny because like basically none of the avengers know who either hank pym as ant-man was or this new ant-man which I think is funny because like it almost like they don't know what's going on throughout the yeah. world, you know, because like you'd figure with like old S.H.I.E.L.D. files, they'd know who who Ant-Man is.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and then I think, you know, the, the one thing I did, I did kind of think about with the movie was when they showed um, uh, the Ten Rings like stealing pin Particles.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And they they never did anything with that throughout the trilogy because like that happens in, in, in this movie. Like it shows them taking it's either the yellow jacket serum or pin particles. I forgot what it what I forgot what it is. Um, is it is it for Hydra or for the Mandarin? I can't remember because the Mandarin. Yeah, because I could a, sw- I remember seeing someone with the Ten Rings logo tattoo.
0: Yeah, I I think I think Ian's right. I think it was the Ten Rings. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And like even I think even the um, uh, the whole fight between uh, Yellow Jacket and, um, Ant Man like that whole sequence when they're in the briefcase when they're, you know, falling down. I I think it's great. Like they just visually, it's just a great movie too.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah it it was the unexpected sleeper hit I think
1: yeah yeah and even even with you know the because I think there was two credit scenes if I remember correctly um well I mean not even talk about how like Hank knows that Janet's alive too like I think it, I think the fact that he kept that from hope the whole time was probably to see that hope doesn't try to go to the quantum realm
3: and right. he can and lose the daughter, yeah.
1: Yeah. And then like <clears throat> obviously like they're gonna show the new wasp outfit for for hope. And then it was funny because like after watching the other sequence, the other mid-credit scene where you know they have, they uh Iron Man has Buffy in custody and like that weird vice thing, that weird vice mm-hmm. group thing. Yeah. That never happened in the movie. Nope. <laughs> I was like, I was like, this never happened in the movie, and I was like, did it? And I was like, no, it didn't. <laughs> so like, it's weird that because like that was the whole reason why, you know, they were getting Ant Man,
0: right?
1: Um, and then it's funny. So in the talking of the Ant Man trilogy here, I ended up watching like a compilation of uh, his scenes in Civil War because I kind of consider that part of the Ant Man history. Yeah. So, <clears throat> uh. I ended up watching that because that was before uh, Ant-Man of the Wasp. But before we go into that, did, did you guys have anything else on the first movie?
0: Uh, no, other than his crew is freaking fantastic with Michael Pena as Lewis. Mm-hmm. And then um, Kurt being played by David. I always mispronounces his name. David Dest- Ma- Machian.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I wish they had carried them over to the third movie too, but I understand why they didn't.
1: Yeah, it kind and, of. It kind of makes a little more sense why they didn't. But
0: yeah, and in, in the in the family dynamic between um, Hope and Hank in the first movie was pretty well done too, because yeah. they they had like in a, a rocky relationship um, ever since Janet um, disappeared.
1: Yeah, which I think even when Hank reveals what actually happened was <clears throat> you know kind of kind of um, kind of a good little um, yeah. lead up to getting her back in the next movie and you know also almost some closure for her.
0: yeah yeah that's, I I mean, yeah I think it was one of the um, better superheroes um origin movies and i think it i think what i i appreciate the most about this movie is um it didn't focus a whole lot on the the overall mcu in general like he of course plays a part in it but that movie didn't like heavily focus on it and what i think is actually pretty interesting um, before Infinity War, he wasn't in an Avengers movie, because, I mean, technically Civil War doesn't count, but I was, like, thinking back when Ant-Man came about, and it he was not in Age of Ultron, he was in Civil War, but he doesn't pop up in the team-up movie until really... Actually, was he even yeah. in
3: Infinity War?
0: He was more in Endgame, wasn't he?
3: No, no. He, um, no, he was in the second movie... It takes place from the same time as Infinity War. Because remember right at the end, he's yeah, in the so coffee was, room.
0: Right, right, right. So he wasn't even in Infinity War. So Then that, he came in Endgame. Yeah, that, that's fascinating to me. I, I just thought about that. Like, he was not in most of the Avengers movies.
3: Oh, Wasn't it in the second movie he was under house arrest and he couldn't, like, do the superhero stuff unless he wanted to go back to jail or something like that?
1: Yep. Yeah, that's because that was right after Civil War.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like the old the MTS yeah. Um
1: <clears throat> but uh I'll talk about uh, Ant-Man's quick little role in Civil War. After sure. we're watching Civil War, it's it's still in my top my top five.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's all I really have to say about it. <laughs> 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 it's still just such a solid. it's just it's still just a solid I don't think there's anything wrong with Civil War that I can think of.
0: No, no, not at all. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, I think I think even including him in that was pretty good too, because like, it, it it's it it feels like a serious movie, you know, the whole time, because you know they're trying to trying to get Bucky free, trying to stop these Soviet um, super soldiers that they think are there. And, like, it almost brought, like, a lot of levity. Almost, like, kind of, like, so, right, they brought Ant-Man in on Cap's side. Then they brought Spider-Man in on Iron Man's side. I think using those two heroes brought a lot of levity to this movie, you know? Um, Especially with how serious most of it was the whole time. Like, especially with, like, you know, T'Challa trying to get revenge and,
3: Tony finding out that Bucky killed his parents back in the nineties.
1: Yeah, all the heroes trying to fight each other, and like, I think I still think the 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 Ant Man scenes hold up pretty good in this.
0: I would agree. It was it was a
1: very solid inclusion to this uh, to the movie, I think.
0: And then <clears throat> piggybacking
1: off of that, we can talk about um, Ant Man of the Wasp. Yeah.
0: So, Ant Man and the Wasp, in my opinion, I think, is the weakest of the three.
1: I would agree with that, yep.
0: Um, I <laughs> also have attempted to watch this movie at least five times and have fallen asleep three out of the five. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just, the what they did with Ghost, her personification <laughs> was interesting in the sense of why she was doing what she had to do. But at the same time, I don't know if she fully fits in with the plot line.
1: Yeah, I think <clears throat> I, I will say I did really like the first like opening scene where it shows like original Hank and Janet.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, granted, you know, everyone's de-aged, but I, I did really like that kind of flashback into S.H.I.E.L.D.'s past. Mm-hmm. You know how mm-hmm. they were, uh, you know, original heroes for S.H.I.E.L.D., and you know, trying to stop what was it, uh, some kind of bomb, right? It's
2: yeah. A nuclear bomb. yeah,
1: yeah, and like I did like that, and I think, well, piggybacking off that, I think if they did like kind of like an old movie like that, like with S.H.I.E.L.D.'s past, with like you know, uh, Peggy, and I mean, obviously, we can't have William hurt anymore, but. You soul. know, and like an uh, uh, even if they're de-aged, like a de-aged like uh, Hank and Janet, I think that would be really cool because I really like Hank and Janet's chemistry. Like, mm-hmm. and I we'll talk about that in the third, and when we talk about the third movie, but I definitely did. I definitely do agree. This this was a very lackluster film for me. Yeah. Like, it was-
3: it's kind of hard, sorry to cut you off, here. But it's kind of hard. Like, didn't it come right after Infinity War?
1: No, uh, did
3: it? I thought it did only because at the end it showed Hank, Hope, um, Janet. Yeah, damn, why, why'd I work yeah, on that? Getting bust, yeah, yeah. So, I, I get it's they 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 like kind of it. Like big, if it comes right after Infinity War, which is like a big blockbuster that. Everybody wanted to see. No one's going to want to watch um, the sequel to Ant-Man right away.
1: I mean, I'd rather watch that over Captain Marvel, so.
0: <laughs> mm. Yeah, for me, this one in Captain Marvel. And what was the other one? I don't know. Those two kind of battle for the bottom of my, my list, I think.
3: Uh, hey, World... hey, hey, they, they both came out around the same time as between... Infinity War and Endgame, and people are like, "Well, we don't want to watch another origin story right now. We want to see what happens to a right, like that disappeared." I
1: <clears throat> I will say that um, I did kind of I did like the visual effects for Ghost, mm-hmm. um, and I definitely like the um, uh, the fact that hopes kind of plays a little bit more of a role in this with her Wasp persona. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of how they did Bill Foster um, because in the comics, he's a little different. He ends up getting the Giant Man serum and he's almost like one of the catalysts for Civil War because in the comics, uh, Tony makes a, uh, a Thor like android that ends up killing him um i I almost feel like they kind of wasted the bill foster character in here and yeah and i think there was a lot sorry there's a lot of parts in here that i don't know like i think the whole like fight between like ghost and ant-man and the wasp word was a little you know lackluster and i understand that they want to get quantum energy to try to cure her but you know there's that whole thing before where like they don't want you to go to the quantum realm and then you know when um they end up going to when uh scott ends up going to the quantum realm um is it scott see this how that's how bad it is i can't remember (laughs) I thought it was Scott. Was it it's Scott? It's Scott or Hank, right? I can't remember. That's how bad. That's how bad. Like I can't remember it. And I just watched it like two weeks ago.
0: <laughs> that's a sign, Ray. That's a sign. And I've only successfully watched this movie once, so I, I think I Hank,
1: Hank goes into the quantum realm to find Janet and bring her back. And in the meantime, Scott and Hope are fighting ghost and i think the only part like i thought was really cool was 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 when scott get, turns into giant man and that's you
2: know right. pretty yeah
1: pretty much it
0: but even then like that moment or is it i i always forget no yeah 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 so even that moment like was a little like less surprising because he had already done it in civil war
1: yeah and i know they do that whole thing where like they're shooting like uh their discs at like you know their car so Mm -hmm. their miniature or the other person's car so that way the other person's miniature like i mean that's kind of cool visually but like just you know just lackluster
0: yeah i i would agree And then
1: the whole part at the end where like Janet gives her some of her quantum energy, which makes no fucking sense (laughs) to to stabilize ghost. And then the one thing I don't understand is how ghost is coming back in Thunderbolts when it was, she wasn't really a huge character to begin with, you know?
0: Right. And, and again, and I'll, I'll probably mention this in quantum mania too. Like what the hell is quantum energy? Like, one of yeah. the things I think the m c u doesn't do all that well is explaining what these different like yeah. energies and uh artifacts are either, yeah, because there's so many of them and a lot of them seem similar to one another, and they don't really do a good job of differentiating everything
1: so yeah i yep yeah, I don't know.
0: Okay, so Quantumania. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, I have I think I think you should go first. I have see it's so difficult for me to rank or rate this because of what it had to do. And I feel like all of these like phase setting or like saga setting movies are very hard to really judge fairly because of what they had to do in order to progress the MCU moving forward. Um, I think there are highlights of greatness in this movie mm-hmm. between Scott and his daughter that in the beginning was fantastic, but then petered out towards the end. I, like Janet for most of the movie, other than it got really old of her being like, I can't tell you what's coming. I can't tell you what's coming. I can't I I just get so annoyed with that like
3: um that the the, the whole this whole plot of the movie could have been avoided if Janet had just explained exactly what happened in the crown the quantum realm and what to watch out for and all the warnings.
0: Yeah like I I get that it's used to move the plot forward a little bit, but at the same time, like, what harm would it have done to let everybody know what was coming? Because it's not like them knowing versus not knowing was going to get them to escape faster.
3: I mean, Um,
2: Eric,
3: just yeah, go ahead. Sorry to cut you off, man. Just because you got more experiences than I do, was that like a traumatic way of? um janet coping with what she saw in the quantum realm or being isolated for so many years she just didn't want to talk about it
0: i mean i guess but like at the same time you know you're back in the realm that you were traumatized by with your family you would think you that you would give them a warning yeah um and she only holds that like scared persona for so long um, yeah I do like Scott throughout this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I think hope is put on the back burner quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I think Hank was kind of just there too. Um, And I'm not really sold on um, Cassie a whole lot yet either. And I think what's unfair of me to judge this movie by is the fact that the last two, three MCU, major MCU movies have done the same thing by introducing a young female protagonist that developed something that sends the plot into motion. Because Cassie helps develop this GPS for the quantum realm. Yep. Wakanda Forever. It was Riri with the the um, what is it? The satellite, the little device that detects vibranium, and then with Doctor Strange, you had America Chavez who had the
3: she could punch through dimensions.
0: I'm in with those three movies coming out relatively close to one another. It kind of annoyed me quite a bit um kang i'm still i like some of the things they i like kang up until the final battle if that's fair
2: i, no, like, that's awesome. well, I like
0: kang the conqueror's mm-hmm. introduction up until the final battle because um with him saying that he's killed the likes of Thor's and Thor in other universes, and then he gets defeat defeated by Ant-Man and the Wasps so easily, I'm not overly sold on the threat of his individual Kang and in how he was so bad that he was exiled into the quantum realm by the rest of the Kangs because of Ooh. something that he did, and then all of a sudden he gets his ass whooped by Ant-Man and the Wasp, and an army of ants.
3: Well, Eric, maybe that's why he got banished. Not, like, bad because he was evil. Bad, like, he sucked as a, as a villain. Like, dude, you're so terrible, you're dragging the rest of the Kangs down. We're going to send you to the Quantum Realm where you can't possibly do any, do any damage.
0: <laughs> but at the same time, there are Kang variants that are actually good guys. So you would think that they would banish them, too.
3: I will say, I when I, when I first watched it, I did... I was hoping they go with this trope, but they didn't, and I'm like, it would have been a little more dramatic or human element in it if uh, Scott had kind of sacrificed his chance to go back to his world in order to save his family by, like, closing the, the, the realm by himself. And only because, like, early in the movie, you know, he at the end of the day, Scott, even though he's, like, he's fought with gods and helped save the world... He's also a regular guy who kind of wants to live a regular life, despite the fact that he's famous. And I know Cassie kind of chewed him out for that. Like you have all these powers and you should do great things. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought it would have been a good idea. Good idea for a movie standpoint. If like he does become the hero again, saves his family, but kind of seals himself in the quantum realm. And it would have come back full circle with Cassie. Like my dad just, um, Saved me, but now I can't. I won't see him again for a long time.
0: Right, but I think the only issue with that is Mm -hmm. Cassie trying to get back into the the quantum realm, and then we have this movie all over again.
3: Yeah, but I guess you're right. I don't know. I just or they could have killed Ant Man and just be done with it, and she could be the next Ant Ant Man or whatever.
0: Yeah, and I mean one of the things and this might just be me asking for too much uh they really start have to start like differentiating like different realms and different worlds because i mean the quantum realm looked gorgeous but yeah at the same time how can i differentiate this from just another planet in the universe like out in space
3: but with go of the galaxy um... and
0: And with the little side thing of, like, I understand that they're, like, really, really tiny, but why couldn't Scott just keep enlarging himself until he gets back to normal size? I mean, Hmm. I know he couldn't, but they didn't really explain why he
3: couldn't. That's a plot point. I will say, I did think that they did a good job with the trailer versus what we saw, because when I saw the trailer originally... I thought that Scott was going to make a deal with Kang. Like, he meets Kang, doesn't know who the hell he is, and he's going to give him the option of, you missed a lot of birthdays with your daughter stuck in the quantum realm and everything. Mm-hmm. He was going to make a deal with the devil so he can go back in time and kind of uh, relive, like, his daughter growing up because he missed a lot of being a father instead of what they came up with. So, I, I don't, for better or for worse, I don't know. I did think that was a really clever way of doing it in the trailer so it's not what you expect which i'll give the i'll give marvel props for that
0: well and and my question too is he was supposedly stuck in the quantum realm for five years right yeah how how had he not i mean this could be because the quantum realm is so massive but how had he not like met any of these characters if he was stuck in there for five years
3: well, remember Eric in the End Game where he talks about like time works differently in the quantum in the quantum realm. So
0: that's five neat. years
3: in like the real world could have been like five minutes for him in the um uh, in the quantum realm. I mean, then you kind of have all right. We're going down a rabbit hole here. <laughs> then you <laughs> have the question of all right. Well, if that's the case, how come Janet felt like she was there for like thirty years of her life versus like five minutes or a couple of days of Scott in uh, his version of the of the quantum realm? Yeah, it it's Thank it's you. a little wonky
0: for me, but. It definitely, it, definitely, it definitely fits into this saga's theme of time,
3: though. Cootie uh, right, on the Blowfish Time. That's a great song, by the way.
0: Yeah. All right, Ray. I've had my tangent. Mm-hmm. I'm ready.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I actually really liked it. Uh, I think it was a good... I mean, A, I think it was a good, solid movie. Um, despite what everyone else thinks. Um, I really liked the fact that this was a good start for Phase 5, in my opinion. Um, I think they did a good job setting up Kang as a terrifying villain. Um, And I think it's because... Well, part of the fact is, I mean, they, they... Mentioned him a little bit, like they, they had him in the, the season finale of Loki, right? Yep.
2: Mm-hmm. So I,
1: I actually ended up re watching that, uh, uh, that episode after this because I was like, oh, maybe I missed something. So let me try to watch a little bit more of um, Kang. <clears throat> and I think they did a really good job, like almost portraying the. Not like the the horror of King, but like how he sets himself up as a terrifying villain in this coming from what we saw in Loki, because even and I know I'm skipping ahead, but even in like that that final post-credit scene, Loki is still terrified, you know. And Loki was terrified of him in in that episode, you know.
3: I, I but, gotta say, Kang in that post-credits scene looked like a Frederick Douglass. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I think the fact that it kind of set up a really good, um, how terrifying we think all of Kang and all of Kang's variants are going to be in this uh, in this phase five. Um.
3: Ray, are they setting up uh, kang to be like the new Thanos for uh, phase five yep
1: yeah okay. I mean if I had to guess that I think that's exactly what they're doing
3: okay um
1: Good. but I will say i I think the story was a little lackluster in some parts um and I, I do agree that I think um <clears throat> i I wasn't a huge fan of Cassie mm-hmm Um,
3: did you guys find her annoying a little bit her character
1: yeah but I think that's and as kind of like bad as it sounds I think that's kind of the way they've been writing these new characters do you know what I mean like I mean I know you mentioned it with America Chavez and I think she was a good character but I definitely felt like she was a little not like whiny, but she had a lot of like you know parts where like she'd be like complaining
0: you know like yeah. complaining. and and, <laughs>
3: and
0: i and I get why they're doing it they're trying to build the young avengers, I get that, but they could be doing it in a much better way than they are
1: yeah i I agree with that, and I think <clears throat> I think there's a couple parts of it where. You know, like I actually did kind of enjoy Cassie. I wasn't a huge fan of her, like right from the start. When, when she's like, uh,
2: In the police station.
1: Yeah, like she's like following Scott's footsteps, like getting arrested, and you know, she's she's building her own thing. I think I I think the the building the the thing for the quantum realm, realm thing was such a huge plot plot throwaway it was just so yep. like it was just so dumb mm-hmm. she's like well if you were you know if you if I had built this then I could have saved you and it's like oh my god this is so dumb yeah but I, I think <laughs> I think I really liked the exploration of the quantum realm you know I think it was really cool seeing the freedom fighters that Scott and Cassie saw mm-hmm. and even hey, like, Amazon I, I liked the parts where like Janet knew what she was doing and she was just telling them to trust her. And, you know, obviously hope and Hank are like, well, how can we like, you've been lying to us this whole time. Like, and then I think even like the backstory between Janet and Kang, I thought was done really good. Like I didn't think it didn't feel like forced or anything. It felt like very natural. Like, you know, to the part where she sacrificed, you know, her getting back to them to try to stop him.
3: For the greater good.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, even, I know you weren't a huge fan of, you know, the, the ants being the victors in this <laughs> movie, but
3: I it, mean, it, when it comes it, it to. Be an Ant-Man film without ants.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's part of the thing. Like, I did, and I did really like how they used a lot of, uh, you know, like, Hank and Janet's relationship. Like, yeah. I liked that a lot. Um, I think they play really well off each other, um, actor-wise. Uh, and I think <clears throat> that they, uh, they, I like I said before, I would watch a movie with both of them.
3: Um, getting my actors mixed up they I weren't no she wasn't was was in fatal attraction, attraction. never mind or, uh, I,
1: I did I did really like the uh, the few scenes where you know it was just uh, Scott and uh, hope fighting because like I think they did a really good job to kind of make that. A good relationship, especially in the beginning of the movie, where, like, you know, it shows them enjoying, like, dinner on, like, the San Francisco Bridge. Yeah. I think it definitely didn't have too much comedy, like, I think the other Mm -hmm. ones did. This one felt a little more serious.
3: I kept laughing, though, so I don't know.
1: (laughs) I mean, they had good comedic moments in it. I I will agree. But, like, you know, I feel like the first two leaned a lot heavily into the Mm -hmm. comedy because they're like, I feel like their thought process was, hey, we're, We have, you know, Paul Rudd, who's a comedian, and let's try to play that, you know, and this one felt a little more like this is going to be a serious thing that they're They're basically setting up the entirety of phase five here.
3: I do want to ask, now that we have Bill Murray in the MCU, who's left in Hollywood that has not been in a Marvel film?
2: Uh,
3: Well, my,
0: my question is, what even happened with his character?
1: Did yeah,
2: he die? I,
0: mean, I, I don't think he died. Okay. He like disappeared after the, the the bar scene.
1: Yeah, he was he was getting attacked by that uh that monster.
3: The octopus. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, I don't know. Let's see what happens with that, but but I mean, I, I I definitely think overall it was it was a good way to start off phase 5 despite what a lot of people think, I think. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I just think like everything but Kang aside. I think if you're going to oh, build wait, up, we didn't
1: we didn't even talk about the great part.
0: Oh, we didn't even talk about one of oh, the really? actual positive characters that I liked in it. Yeah, we M-Doc. didn't talk about
1: the great part, Modoc.
0: Yeah, I think I think making M.O.D.O.K. Darren Cross from the first movie was a brilliant idea.
1: I agree 100%. It's a
2: good, uh-huh. good callback.
0: Even like the funky like special effects of it I think was fine. I mean MODOK, in, it, M.O.D.O.K. I thought
1: it was going to look more stupid from what they yeah. showed on like screen caps and stuff like that.
0: Yeah and I think M.O.D.O.K. in general is always kind of funky looking anyway.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it actually you, you never watched that Modok show on Hulu, right?
0: I have not.
1: So I mean it's it's it sucks cuz it's canceled now, but it's whatever, but I think it was really good. I think uh if, if you uh, if you get a chance to watch it, I would watch
0: it.
2: Okay.
1: Patton Oswalt does a really good job as the voice of Modok.
0: Random but, random question, does it connect with the MCU at all? No. <laughs> no,
2: okay. No. But I, I definitely
1: I, I definitely liked the fact that they made you know they made him like a, a, a funny serious character, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like yep. he shows up and like as soon as he said um what is it, mobile organism designed only for killing. Yep. I was like, hell yes. Like I cannot <laughs> wait. And I thought it was gonna look stupid and I thought it was gonna
3: be dumb, but it was awesome. Yeah. I, I did find his death scene to be a little lackluster, to be honest. Okay, do tell. Well, I mean, okay, unless he comes back, at least when he showed up he's dying, his little redemption, I'm not an asshole, and everyone's just kinda like, oh, Okay, that's great, Darren, bye bye now. And then he dies. I'm like, all right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's- I, I, to me, there was no, like, grippingness of it. It was like, all right, so he's dead. was going to the next scene. I don't know. I just...
0: I uh, I, I, just don't like his interaction with Cassie. Yeah. Um, I like how it kind of came full circle in the sense that he did terrorize her as a child. Yeah. But her just calling him a dick, I don't know. It It, it didn't... And stop being a dick i I wasn't yeah, a yeah. Fan of that whole scene I like the aspect that he was redeemed yeah but he Just was he
1: was, a, he was a dick
0: I mean he <laughs> was
3: but the dialogue could have been written a little bit better
1: yeah I mean I agree
3: styler it's, it, it's for a teenage a teenage girl yeah that's not much originality with that if I, can yeah, say I that. mean
1: unfortunately yeah there's not much you can there's not much you
3: can write with that. Yeah. Well, yeah. What else would somebody say in that point of Yeah.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I'm I mean, not the writer. <laughs> not me either. <laughs> I do like how he was redeemed, though. Um, yeah. And I understand that, you know, he was he probably wasn't gonna be in another movie past this anyway.
3: Yeah. His disfiguration
0: though was a little horrifying. Oh yeah, his creation was terrifying. Yeah. It was hilarious. It was hilarious, <laughs> terrifying, and brutal.
1: But yeah, I think I think Morlock was a was a great
2: yeah.
1: was a great character yeah. to throw in there. Um but no Eric, go ahead, and talk about what we were talking about before we got excited for Morlock.
0: Oh, um <laughs> as like so you're trying to this is going back to Kang so you're using this movie largely to well not entirely but largely to introduce your next huge villain of the mcu Mm -hmm. for the next couple phases um and i think by really making it an immense threat i mean yeah they did it a bit with introducing multiple variants but to solidify this variant of king i would have probably finished the movie with him winning in some way um i just think me personally a little bit's taken away from him by losing that final battle yeah but you have 95 97 of the marvel movies with the good guy winning
3: yeah, it, these are superhero movies, Eric. The the superhero is supposed to win.
0: But if you're using it to introduce your new threat that's supposed to take on everybody, you would think you'd give him a win instead of losing right off the bat.
3: Well, look at Thanos. Look at the Avengers. His first invasion failed, and then he's winning in in Fanny War. They got to build it up.
0: Um, did he lose though?
3: I mean, well, he used
0: other villains, but. And they lost, but his first appearance or his first solo movie in Infinity Infinity War, he won.
3: Oh, yeah, but you can also make the case of because there's so many copies of Kang, it doesn't matter if this guy loses because then you got like what ninety thousand other Kangs that can potentially win.
0: But then you, but you have Kang the Conqueror as this variant who's supposed to be the most terrifying or one of the versions of Kang.
3: Well. Maybe this is like the first level villain in like a in a video game. You know, you spend all your energy being the first bad guy, only to realize, oh, sugar, there's bigger be- there's, there's bigger bad guys out there. I gotta get better with this. You know, it's like the.
0: because yeah, I, I know I know he's not dead. There's no way they killed King the Conqueror off. Um, but he's supposed to be one of the more popular slash more powerful versions of Gang.
3: Well, you had that ending scene where Hank's low well, Scott's thing in his head, like, "Okay, everything's fine," or is it fine? Or do we have more? Are there more Kings out there? What's going to happen? Well, did I just start? There but... See,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to agree with Ian on this one because tempted to agree with me. <laughs> well, you know, I don't really like agreeing with you on stuff, but <laughs> 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 but I definitely think. Uh, this was it's like it's like Ian was saying like even though this was a kang like maybe this wasn't the most terrifying kang. Yeah. And then it's like Scott was saying at the end like did I do the right thing? Did I stop the right one? Cuz like now he's questioning it, you know. And then we cut to the entire council of kangs where, you know, yeah. I'm pretty sure they're all bad.
0: Yeah. And, yeah.
1: and the I want to
0: introduce them.
1: I think it it would have been It would have been cool to have this Kang win. I I, I kind of agree with that. But at the same time, like, this is the setup for Phase 5. Like, this is is your first movie. This is the second movie that's even talked about Kang. You know? Like, and they're going to have so many more Kangs to talk about now. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I think you know what though. What would have been a a better ending? I think is Ant Man being trapped with Kang, and then Kang all of a sudden explaining to Ant Man what was really going on.
1: Uh,
3: maybe potentially.
1: I don't know. I I feel like that wouldn't that wouldn't flow as well.
3: Do You know what I mean? Or Kang dying and then grabbing Scott's arm and says, "You have no idea what's coming, do you?"
1: Yeah, yeah, I think something like that would have been mm. would have been better. Because I mean, yeah. like, even if Kang's explaining it to him, I mean, I like Scott, but he's kind of dumb. I don't know if he'd understand it.
3: That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I mean he's, he's not a, he's not like Bruce Banner smart or whatever, but yeah. Or maybe
0: yeah. you have hope trapped with him instead. Uh, Yeah, but she's not a,
1: a, a main character, you know what I mean? Hmm. She's not like someone who could go to, I mean, granted, there's no there's even, there's even no iteration of the Avengers right now, as far as we know, so you can't even tell anyone, you know, who are yeah. you going to tell? No,
3: true, that's fair. I remember, they bring back Nick Fury and S.H.I.E.L.D. like at the ending of uh, Far From Home.
1: But see that's the thing is we don't even know what's going on with Shield because now that we have because secret invasion is this year too so we yep. don't know what's going on with anything like
0: oh, and if if anything it's like sword now isn't it because he was in the satellite up in space uh, or whatever that's called
3: Well he wasn't in he wasn't in, in that satellite I thought he was like on vacation in some far away part of the galaxy
0: No he was in that <clears throat> ship in one of the rooms <clears>
3: Hmm. <throat>
0: And he was having the screen as uh, as being on the beach.
3: Yeah, so yeah, I don't I think that was the, the I don't think that was the satellite, Eric. But I could be wrong. Okay, so
0: do we kind of want to talk about the post credit scenes, or do you guys? Um,
2: have...
1: Well, before we do, I actually just wanted to ask real quick: Did you have a? Uh... Any of your friends who went to go see it that had opinions?
0: No, I don't need... No, because I don't think Chris went and saw it. Because he's kind of behind on the Marvel stuff, so he's not caught up. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, my other co-workers actually were waiting on me to watch it to give them their my opinion. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny.
1: Um. Yeah, I was just curious, because, like, I mean, when when I went and saw it with, uh, you know, the usual movie crew, um, like, everyone besides Mike thought it was really good. Um, But, I don't know. I don't really take, I take Mike's opinion with a grain of salt for stuff, so.
0: (laughs) I just like my villains.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and no, I mean, I agree with you 100%. I just, you know, I I feel like this was the the movie to set up how much of a villain Kang is going to be. And I think they did a really good job showcasing Kang in this movie. Like, I mean, like that part where, like, he's just frantically trying to get to that, that portal that was opened. And, like, he's just, like... Beating Scott to all hell with everything he has like I just think that was a really good portrayal of how terrifying of a a villain Kang in general is you know he's desperate he's desperate to get out desperate to keep doing what he was doing and no one knows like what it is you know what I mean
0: and I will say that Jonathan Majors is absolutely killing this role
1: oh yeah he's fantastic Thinking,
0: thinking—the difference between Kang and the one, what was it? The one, the the one,
1: the one, the one who who knows all, or the one above all. I can't remember.
0: Yeah, I think the one above all in, in Loki, and seeing that they are very two very different characters, and the way he <laughs> acts in those two different variations is really amazing.
1: Yeah, which makes me excited for uh, Loki season two.
0: Yep, um, and going going into really quick, um, let's go over the Kangs that we do see in that post credit scene.
3: We saw a uh, looked like an Egyptian pharaoh king, like an Egyptian god. I remember that one. And that's uh, I'm um, I'm Ram Tut,
0: maybe Ramatut, Ramatut, okay. and I believe he is rumored to be the antagonist for season two of Moon Knight. Ooh. Nice. I had i de- i did hear that. That would make sense. And then we saw the um, was it the the red centurion?
2: Yeah, yep. it
1: was the like futuristic looking one.
0: Yep. Um, I think there was like a lizard looking one. Um, so there was.
1: Ramata, Immortus, and the Scarlet Centurion, which was those main three we saw. Who were talking about the timelines? Yeah, Um, which I was interested because, like, I was wondering when that part takes place. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because like they're saying, oh yeah, they're starting to to touch the multiverse, but as far as I know, they only did it in Spider Man, Doctor Strange, and I mean they didn't really do it in Ant Man.
3: I mean they, they've been you know. they I mean they showed us in Doctor Strange the multiverse. We just haven't we've only seen a few of the worlds.
1: Yeah, I mean that's the only time like I can even think about a mentioning of a multiverse. I mean I guess kind of in Ant Man because they saw a Kang variant, but
0: Yeah. Um Well and of course Loki, but I Well it would have to have happened like Right after Quantum Mania, because didn't they say finally the the exiled one is gone?
3: Yes. Yeah. He's, he's no longer with us.
1: Yeah. So I guess it does. Yeah. I guess it does take place right after Quantum Mania.
0: Yep. And then, of course, we see um, the it's scene for Loki season two, and that's what was his name? Something timely.
1: Victor Timely. Victor
0: yeah. Timely, who's a thing. Vang- a King variant. And they were like in what? This, the Like the early
3: 1900s, right? Late 19th, possibly early 20th century, just based on the clothing I saw.
0: Mm-hmm. And I know nothing of any of these Kings. King is a character that I don't know
3: much about. Myself included. I just... He, Victor looks like he took the look of Frederick Douglass and copied it onto himself. Minus the glasses, I believe, maybe. But I could be wrong.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I I don't... Unfortunately, I don't really know too much about Kang myself. There's, only too, from there's I, too many
3: variants of Kang.
1: <laughs> only from what I've read in, like, a few comics and stuff like that. I know there was a good Kang series that came out a few, uh, a few years ago. here? I can't remember. But... I mean, I've only read what, he, what he's been in in, like, a few Avengers comics and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. pretty much it for me.
0: Mm-hmm. And most of the time, he's, like, a, a time-traveling, like, cop or something like that, right? Uh, I guess.
3: Would it be more fair to say, like, if he's Ken the Conqueror, he just goes through different timelines and destroys and conquers? Yeah.
1: I don't know. See like that's the thing is like I haven't read that much with King and, yeah. and I don't really have an answer.
3: Mm, the multiverse is extremely complicated.
1: I mean the one King thing like I do definitely remember is when he showed up as uh Iron Lad in the Young Avengers series. Yeah. But I mean there I don't even think they'd be able to do that Young Avengers series right now, so
0: I mean, unless they have him <laughs> pop up in Iron Wars whenever that comes out.
1: I mean, maybe I—that'd I, be a weird pop-up, but yeah.
0: <laughs> I or Iron. I, uh, I hope not Heart. Yeah. yeah, I mean
1: that—that'd be weird if it was Ironheart. I don't yeah. know. Like, there's I, unfortunately with this just being the first step of, you know, Phase Five. There's there's a little too many there's too many variables going on. To figure out where he's gonna pop up into
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah and i i'm i am curious if they are gonna go the route of um every movie moving forward forward whether it's an avengers movie or not i wonder if they'll have a king variant as one of the inter- movie moving forward like uh, I I, mean, I kind of hope not. That would be. I hope not, but I also I know mean, I know, that I know be... Secret Invasion isn't gonna have one. But like I mean, they already rumored season two of Moon Knight having a uh, 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 Amra Tut as the antagonist. We I I have no idea what the antagonist or the plot of the Marvels is gonna be.
3: I, I think maybe the, the better act course of action would be to have like an Avengers style film versus the uh, variants, like some variants of the, of, the, of Kang, instead. That well, would, I
1: mean, that would be that would be really annoying if they did that.
0: Yeah, but yeah, I mean, think so? we know the next Avengers movie is Kang Dynasty, so clearly they're going to be the antagonist for that one. But
2: mm-hmm.
0: I wonder if they're going to litter different, very. King in um, other movies too. Like you know I'm, Loki season 2 is probably going to have one too.
1: I'm not even 100% sure what is coming out for phase 5.
3: Have they released anything yet?
1: Well this is the first thing of phase 5.
3: Yeah. yeah. That's secret words. words.
1: Is there, that you guys secret. don't have like a list of phase 5 in front of you do you? I'll have to pull one out Give me a second.
3: The, time I had now. the Marvel's Eternals 2, but that's down the line. I know Loki Season
0: 2 comes out this year. Um, I know Guardians 3 is coming out this summer. And I don't think Guardians 3 is going to have Kang in it. Yeah, I
1: think Definitely. that's, that's, that's right. going to be like its own thing.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, you have the Marvels. Eh, maybe. I mean, I don't know, I don't even know what the plot of that movie is going to be, so. Secret Invasion, probably not. Yeah, I don't think so. They'll probably be in Secret Wars 2. Um there's echo that's supposed to come out this summer probably not
2: yeah probably not
0: um blade but again i don't i I don't
1: think so yeah definitely not
0: blade i don't think so and i don't even think it's going to be coming out this year anyway yeah uh agatha coven of chaos but that has also been pushed back
1: they pushed a lot back huh
0: yeah, because I think they're taking their time, like, resetting everything. Um, Daredevil, Born Again, but I don't think that... That may be in one episode, but it won't be a huge thing. I feel season.
1: like there's too much, like... Not, like, stuff. There's, like, too much stuff that's down-to-earth stuff yeah. that I don't think would have any kind of Kang in it.
0: Well, and with Daredevil, I heard that they were going to make it episodic, so that, like... Every episode has its own plot.
1: Yeah, see, I mean, I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense to have anything with Kang in any of this. You know what I mean? Mm. Like this is all kind of like earthly matters and like street stuff, like with you know Daredevil and Moon Knight.
3: Kind of like Phase One.
1: Like I feel like there would be no, no point to having any kind of Kang in there.
0: I mean, I think Moon Knight would make sense.
1: I mean, yeah, I, I guess Moon Knight would make sense, but that would be the only thing, you know. Sammy, yeah. Like the rest of it, I don't think would would make any kind of sense to have in there.
0: It'll be, I'll be curious. I mean, um,
1: overall, this this movie did a good job setting up what I think a good villain and threat king is going to be, but after looking at what going to happen with Phase 5, I just don't see a point to be throwing Kangs in there, you know what I
0: mean? Mm. And it, what's also uncertain, too, very few of them actually have confirmed release dates, too.
3: Yeah. They'll oh, have to do something with Kang. Yeah. I mean, you can't just introduce the guy, not make him a major plot point in future movies.
0: Yeah, but you, you also have to remember, too, like, the difference between this saga versus the last one, too, is now they um i mean you have a couple of carryover characters but you also yeah. lost quite a few characters and now they're trying to introduce all these new heroes to put into this these these team up movies so um, and
1: like even trying to introduce all these young kids too
3: yep oh well, you gotta look at the target audience and see what they want and then make it for them
1: and it almost feels like it's going to get too jam-packed
3: again, like these like yep. four. Yeah, and, <laughs> and
0: one thing that I did here, too, was that Shang-Chi, the sequel, was going to be moved up, too. Oh, really? They're, mo- they're moving a bunch of projects around, and I wonder if it's so that they can okay. align more with the, the current saga. Uh,
1: I mean, I guess that would make sense.
0: Because, like, if you think about it... A lot of them really aren't, or they don't seem like they have uh, any connection with the overall plot, but, I mean, n- none of the, I don't know, I don't know, that's that's what I'm going to go with.
3: We're <laughs> speculating at this point.
0: Yeah, we definitely are.
3: We do that a lot. <laughs>
0: um. Overall, though, I don't play King as much as I did Thanos
1: yeah, I, I, I'll agree with
0: that. Um, um, I mean unless they they tell they unless they give us like a deeper as to the purpose of King other than they want to conquer everything. Um, the thing that that the, the thing that I liked about Thanos the most is the logic behind what he was doing. And it seems with K- Kang, while Works. he's very entertaining and pretty menacing, it's it's pure and utter chaos, is what it seems like.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can I can kind of agree with that.
3: Maybe they'll go with the trope of pure utter chaos is the uh, most basic freedom of the entire universe kind of deal, like where everybody's I don't know equal or something like that.
0: Well, and, and my question to going back to Quantumania a little bit is I was kind of unsure of what Kang's powers actually were. Like, I know there was beams coming out of him, but what exactly are those beams?
1: It looks like they just erased people out of existence. <clears throat> like, look on the existence. That's what it looks like to me.
3: Look on the bright side, guys. I didn't see a sky beam in this film.
0: Yeah, that's true. That is
3: true. That's always a plus. No sky beams.
0: And there wasn't an army of of aliens or whatnot on Kang's side.
3: Well, there kind of was.
0: I mean, there's a resistance, but Kang was kind of on his own for a bit.
3: Well, he had those troops.
0: Yeah, but it wasn't like a giant, massive army either. No. I don't know. we'll see we'll see moving forward um, let's see what what is the next one I guess secret invasion is our next our next Marvel project
3: when's that coming up
0: says spring 2023 okay it's pretty soon and then Guardians volume three after that anything yeah. else guys?
1: Uh, no, I think. I mean, like we were talked about before, is a pretty, pretty, pretty decent trilogy.
0: Yeah, and turned and turned like a, what you would think is a lackluster hero into something more important.
3: Yeah. Well, I, I think too, the the, the choice of casting as Paul Rudd definitely yeah. helped with his uh, marketability. Yep, yeah, I agree with that.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree.
0: And I do like how, moving forward, we do have a direction, yep. finally. Yeah.
3: Uh, we'll we'll see if they keep that direction,
0: though. Uh, I think they will. I, I just don't think every project is going to have a huge impact on the overall story. No. Yeah,
1: but... it's just going to be, like, a few things here and there.
0: Yeah, it's not going to be as unified as it was. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Any Easter eggs that you caught, Ray or Ian?
1: Uh, I uh, can't. I can't remember. It was so long now.
2: Um, (sighs) Hold on. I'm gonna pull. I'm
3: trying to go off memory. Uh, I don't
1: think
0: I caught any, but that's because I am not well versed in the Ant Man comics.
1: Um. Well, I mean, as far as MCU Easter eggs, uh, it was kind of cool how he, uh, um, you know, was listening to his own book.
2: <laughs> yep. Yeah.
1: Um, it is kind of funny that there's going to be a. Uh, like, that, that's an actual book that's coming out.
0: Oh, that's fascinating.
1: Yeah, like, it's coming out in, uh, I think, like, September or something. Um, I think that was kind of funny, like, listening to his book. Like, especially when he's, like, when he turned into a baby. and He's like, am I the Hulk's baby? <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
1: And even, like, when he was talking about meeting uh, Rocket, that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I did like the uh, the little family dinner they were having.
2: hmm Yeah, that was and nice. I,
1: that was kind of. I think that was really cool because, like, um, basically, like, it shows that, like, you know, Scott is family oriented, which is pretty cool because you don't really get to see it too much. Like, they didn't showcase it a lot in Ant Man and the Wasp, but like the first one, obviously, he cares about his daughter. But this yeah. one, like, it almost felt like he actually had a family you know what i mean
3: mm-hmm. it's kind of going back to like what he was trying to say to his daughter like look i did all these great things but i also come kind on of a normal life with you with, at the same time
1: yeah um i guess krylar was an original um character who appeared in an issue of the incredible hulk from back in the day because um, i guess like the hulk would go to the microverse which was technically the quantum realm Mm -hmm. and uh he ended up fighting the hulk every now and then oh interesting um
3: i liked how haley was complaining about the rising cost of living in san francisco yeah which is true
1: um i did like the fact that they talked about incursions yeah because that's
0: going to be pretty interesting to see how it goes through yeah um, I was gonna say that's gonna be a huge thing moving forward too
1: yeah yeah I mean even even looking at this uh, uh like a couple websites here there's there's not too many Easter eggs that have been kind of talked about in here I mean obviously baskin Robbins
0: yeah
1: <laughs> oh, I thought that was pretty cool when he was uh in uh that time loop when he was trying to get the the time spirit. Oh
3: um, yeah, you, all, yeah, all the variations. Uh, yeah, <laughs> what
1: did what did Darren call again? Ah, I can't remember.
3: Um, not the quantum verse. Um, no,
1: it was uh like a time. Uh, I can't remember now.
3: Yeah,
1: uh, it's gonna tick me off. Come on, Eric, you're smart. You should know this.
2: <laughs> I
0: don't remember. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, the. He was, like, in, like, a, a multiversal time loop or something like that.
2: Yeah, it was, like, a that, dead zone, right?
1: I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um. Because <clears throat> I like the fact that it was kind of like, uh, you know, it kept showing different variations of Scott. And even, I mean, they didn't show a lot of the Wasp when she was flying into the time loop either. But, like, it's. It was kind of cool, like, how they all kind of, like, banded together for Cassie. I thought that was cool. Yeah. That wasn't really, like, a huge groan moment for me, actually, which I thought it was going to be, but... <laughs> um... Let's see. Oh, you know what? This is actually an interesting one. Uh, this... on. Um it? Is this? I think it's called complex. They Mm -hmm. talked about how, um, in obviously in No Way Home, Doctor Strange meddled with the multiverse, and then they visited different ones in Multiverse of Madness. But they said that the real problem was when Sylvie killed He Who Remains. I guess he was in charge of pruning different timelines. Oh. So it says because of his death, an infinite number of kings who were once unable to work with each other were able to collude and consolidate their power. Huh. Interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that at all. Um, <clears throat> I guess another one of them is when he talks to Loki and Sylvie, he makes a reference to a scientist version of himself. I wonder if that's the, that's the one who was...
3: At the post credit scene?
1: Uh, no, I wonder if that's the one who was in Quantum Mania, like the main one.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Because he claimed to be a scientist who was banished to the quantum realm. Hmm. Huh, that's interesting. I never even thought about that. Um, and I guess they did talk about the Sacred Timeline, which was that main timeline that they saw in the, mm-hmm. when they were looking out. This, I guess they call it the Sacred Timeline. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much that's that that king that he who remains one is pretty cool. I didn't even think mm-hmm. about that.
0: Now, before we finish here, what do you guys think can, the Avengers King Dynasty and Avengers Secret Wars is going to be?
1: Uh, I mean, I'm, I'll 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 say it right away. I have no, I have no clue. I I mm-hmm. don't have any kinds of thoughts of what it could even be.
3: Um. I'm spitballing here for Secret Wars. It might be a rogue faction of Skrulls. Because they've already kind of established the Skrulls as uh, refu- refugees from, Cap- from Captain Marvel. Unless they only did a heel face turn, but I doubt it. That was
0: not expecting that one, but
3: I'm could gonna, be one.
0: I, have, I have a, a hypothesis. Okay. <laughs> I think what Kang dynasty is going to be is all the different variations of Kang causing incursions mm-hmm. so that they end up creating battle world and secret wars will be battle World. Mm-hmm. Cause in the con, the newer run of, of, um, secret wars, the one that came out, I think in 2015, Ray, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, they have this world where every like dimension is like a part of it. And each, um, I don't know, each section of the planet is ruled by a different like plot line. Like one of them belonged to like Marvel zombies. One of them was um, like a bunch of Thors. So it was like a bunch of multi uh, universes, like collapsed into one planet. Oh, that'd be interesting. That's what I think is going to happen, and maybe in this version of the story, each king is going to have its own section of the planet. I don't know. That's what my hypothesis is.
2: Yeah, I mean,
1: that's not a bad bad hypothesis. But the only other problem is with that, they'd have to set it up really good. Because in the comics, they set it up really good in this- as far as it as far as it goes to show they're not setting anything up
0: right well i mean the only hint that you have is doctor strange 3 is going to be dealing with incursions but um and i think if you're going to do it well you'd have to really spend a lot of time with different variations of kang but mm-hmm. yep. and at the same time introducing a shit ton of characters yeah so no, we'll see. They,
1: they'd have to figure out how to set it up good if they want to do something along that kind of big
2: mm-hmm.
1: big blockbuster you know what I mean
0: yeah and I think I do think what's probably going to happen is Kang Dynasty is gonna end with Kang winning in some fashion yeah because it does seem like it's a two part Avengers movie like Infinity War and Endgame was Or I could be totally wrong, and they're going to use Secret Wars to kick off the next saga.
3: Well, we could all be wrong, too.
0: <laughs> yeah. Who knows? We'll see. Any last things, gentlemen?
3: I think I'm, I think I'm out.
0: Uh, no, What's uh, what are we doing next week? We are doing our February wrap-up for comics, movies, TV shows, video games it will be a YouTube one, which I'll probably try to do on um, Anchor nice. and Apple Podcasts <laughs> as well. I'm still working on getting the first review down. It's just taking a little bit longer than I anticipated.
3: Hey, man, it happens.
0: Yeah, it's my freaking laptop. That's That's <laughs> what I'm going with. But... Anyway, thank you all for listening. Uh, you can listen to me at Easy Spidey Eight on Instagram, and any of our Adventure Geeks pages on Facebook and Instagram.
3: You can follow me at uh, Sully nineteen eighteen on Instagram,
0: and
1: I'm Ray Cap Ray Flash on Instagram, Clerk Raycat on Twitter.
3: All right,
2: see y'all next week. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one. Yep. Bye for now.